Morning prayer begins on page three of the form for morning prayer provided in the chat bar. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 90. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our King and Savior draweth nigh. O come, let us adore him. Together the Benite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. But worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the people with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 90 is, begins on page 453. Lord, thou hast been our refuge from one generation to another. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever the earth and the world were made, thou art God from everlasting and world without end. Thou turnest man to destruction. Again thou sayest, Come again, you children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight, are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. As soon as thou scatterest them, they are even as asleep, and fade away suddenly like the grass. In the morning it is green, and groweth up, but in the evening it is cut down, dried up, and withered. For we consume away in thy displeasure, and are afraid at thy wrathful indignation. Thou hast set our misdeeds before thee, and our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For when thou art angry, all our days are gone. We bring our years to an end, as it were a tale that is told. The days of our age are threescore years and ten. And though men be so strong that they come to fourscore years, yet is their strength then but labor and sorrow. So soon a Pathes it away, and we are gone. But who regardeth the power of thy wrath, or feareth aright thy indignation? So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Turn thee again, O Lord, at the last, and be gracious unto thy servants. O satisfy us with thy mercy, and that soon so shalt we rejoice and be glad all the days of our life. Comfort us again now after the time that thou hast plagued us, and for the years wherein we have suffered adversity. 
show thy servants thy work, and their children thy glory. And the glorious majesty of the Lord our God be upon us. Prosper thou the work of our hands upon us. O prosper thou our handiwork. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. It was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth verse of the thirtieth chapter of the book of Isaiah. Now go, write it before them on a tablet, and note it on a scroll, that it may be for time to come, forever and ever, that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children who will not hear the law of the Lord, who say to the seers, Do not see, and to the prophets, Do not prophesy to us right things, speak to us smooth things, prophesy deceits. Get out of the way, turn aside from the path, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Therefore thus says the Holy One of Israel, Because you despise this word, and trust in oppression and perversity, and rely on them, therefore this iniquity shall be to you like a breach ready to fall, a bulge in a high wall, whose breaking comes suddenly in an instant. And he shall break it like the breaking of a potter's vessel, which is broken in pieces. He shall not spare. So there shall not be found among its fragments a shard to take fire from the hearth, or to take water from the cistern. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. But you would not, and you said, no, for we will flee on horses, therefore you shall flee. And we will ride on swift horses, therefore those who pursue you shall be swift. One thousand shall flee at the threat of one, and the threat of five you shall flee, till you are left as a pole on the top of a mountain, and as a banner on a hill. Here endeth the first lesson together the canticle on page six seek the lord while he may be found call upon him while he is near let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our god for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my ways saith the lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word that be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twenty-first verse of the fifth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and begged him earnestly, saying, 
My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years, and had suffered many things from the physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid, only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and saw a tumult, and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child, and those who were with him, and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated, Little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was twelve years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it, and said that something should be given her to eat. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 7. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord Jesus Christ, who at thy first coming did send thy messenger to prepare thy way before thee, grant that the ministers and stewards of thy mysteries may likewise so prepare and make ready thy way, by turning the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, that at thy second coming to judge the world we may be found an acceptable people in thy sight, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Spirit ever, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light, now in this time of this mortal life, in which thy Son Jesus Christ came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our uh, Isaiah passage this morning gives the impression of, uh, of um, people who are very busy with their own plans to solve the problems around them. Um, and the the, the um, line in the middle of it, which is a fairly well-known line from Isaiah, um, where God says, thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning in rest you shall be saved, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. But you would not, you said, no, we will flee on horses. And the idea, this kind of, represents as human tendency, God wants us to trust in him, to rely upon him, 
to listen for his word to us and act out of that. And instead, we see the dangers in life. We tend to anxiously create our own solutions to them. For Israel, it would be to make an alliance with Egypt against the threat that's coming to them instead of uh, trusting God. And we've seen in our reading through the history this year, whenever Israel puts its faith in God, turns to God in prayer, there's always a deliverance. But when they when they don't, they fall into difficulty. So God says, you know, return, trust, um, let you know, take refuge in the word of the psalm in me. But they would not. They're running, you know, their own ways and doing their own things. And again, this this symbolizes our own tendency to to find salvation in our own um, devices and desires. And it, it's not that. In the things that we face in life, we don't have to do anything, but it, it seems like there's an order that when our lives are rooted in our prayer, we take refuge in God and we're listening for his word. What we do, therefore, comes out of his wisdom for us and for our situation, and we don't do it um, anxiously or do it less anxiously and more thoughtfully. We're trusting in God. We hear this. We feel, we, we, he calls us to, to do this, whereas we, when we're making our own provision, we get very anxious, we're reacting to every little uh, problem that comes up with our own controlling way of solving it. And we go over into our, our Mark lesson today, we've got two stories of, of people who, who um, because of life circumstances, come to show the kind of faith that Isaiah is talking about, that they, they, they come fully dependent upon Jesus. And one is a father whose daughter is dying, and that, that's something that's going to uh, provoke a great deal of, of, of anxiety. But, but he, so he comes in faith, trusting in Jesus, come, lay your hand on her, she'll, she'll live. And then we have the, the woman who has a flow of blood for a long time, um, comes to Jesus. And it's interesting about her story is that it's one of those a miracle that's uh, healing that's recorded without Jesus' conscious knowledge. He, she merely by touching his, the hem of his garment, uh, power comes out from him, and Jesus wasn't aware of it. So, so who, who did that? Most of the healings we get where someone asks Jesus, and he will say, yes, I, I, I will heal you. And here it's her faith that accesses the power of God to heal her, which is destructive for our own uh, prayer, our own dependency um, on Christ, uh, brings, opens our lives up to that power that comes to us in some kind of uh, natural process. Um, and I think a lesson in these circumstances is that often our life circumstances put us in a situation where we have a kind of helplessness. Uh, we're really dependent upon God. And in a life of faith, there's an aspect of this that is a gift because it, it's an opportunity to come and, and trust in God fully. Now, just because we have a challenge in circumstance doesn't mean we're going to do that. We might see this and we might uh, get angry at God for that. We, you know, for example, this woman who's had a medical condition for a long time could be bitter. Instead, after all this long struggle, spending all of her money on physicians, she still comes and just believes that she can just touch him. And so 
maybe this is an Advent meditation for us as we think about preparing for Jesus. Sometimes we think about all the things we're going to do. The real preparation is the opening of our hearts in greater faith and trust and dependence. And we can think about how the various circumstances of our lives cause us to, to rely on Jesus more or perhaps cause us to anxiously try to solve the problems on our own and, and think more about as, as we enter this last week of Advent and prepare for the Christmas feast, trying to come in our struggles to God in humble faith, just waiting on him and returning in rest and quietness and confidence, believing that if we can just touch Jesus, he can make us well. And understanding that whereas these stories in the Gospels take place within a couple of you know, minutes, or half an hour, you know, our holding on might be a, a long-term seasonal thing, but eventually, as we persevere in faith, God will hear hear our prayer and respond, and and that is our uh, that is our salvation. So, a few thoughts about today's lessons. When the form of intercession on page ten, accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed. And grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy and the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good. Thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. 
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you. On behalf of Chris and Robert, it's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to, to be with you this morning. And thank you, Bishop, for a great lesson. Thank you, Bishop Bob. Thank you, Bishop Sarah. Bye today. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone.